how to optimize your ad account on Facebook in the days of iOS 14. Well, it's, it's the same way you should have been doing all the time. In this, we're going to cover how you should actually do it, why you've already known you should be doing, why a lot of the things that a lot of people are saying are absolute garbage, what you can be doing right now to make things better for you long term, the things that you should not be doing right now because they're not setting yourself up for success, how you can choose your problems, what things are going to look like. Let's get down to simplification, removing bad choices, getting our winners together. Let's actually work on optimizing Facebook ads in a way that's going to win long term, not just trying to fix problems by creating more problems. Once again, hi, I'm Charlie. This is how to optimize Facebook ads in 2021. Let's go. Okay. First thing, what we're really doing when we're talking about optimizing our ad account is looking to see greater efficiencies with our spend. Now let's get really clear on what this means. This does not mean how do we spend more money? This means how do we get our results to a be more stable, B, be more projectable. C, be things that we can rely on so we have higher confidence in. Uh, D, be ones that are more and more efficient because E, we want to scale our results. What matters most to a business isn't that you can spend more money. Nobody gives a shit about that. I mean, plenty of people do, but they're myopic and completely foolish. What you care about is can you get more revenue? Can you get top line, bottom line growth? Not can you spend more money, spending more money. I even spend a million dollars tomorrow. You're probably going to lose and go out of business, but you can spend it. Spend doesn't mean success. Consistency and improvement in efficiency does. So when we're talking about optimizing, the number one thing that we're talking about more than anything is how do we get more stable, better results in a way that we have high confidence in so that we can grow our account. That is actual business results because we're not functioning as a media buyers trying to look good. We're, this isn't like we're an ad agency and our sole objective is to increase spend while making the person that hired us look good to their boss. No, no, no. We're interested in actual real results. This is not selfish, myopic, ego-driven thinking. This is business decision-making because your success is what actually matters here. So with that being said, let's get down to the three big pieces. Number one, there's a fundamental misunderstanding of how you improve an ad account. And one of the biggest, biggest misconceptions I see talked about so often from so many different people is very simple. They try to say, how do I spend more money where I'm winning? How do I isolate? Well, this thing's doing best. I want to spend more money there. This thing's doing best. How do I spend more money here? Here's an ad that's doing great. If I ramp up a bunch of money there, it just stops working for me. Right. Because you're saying this thing is working. How do I break it? This thing is doing well. How do I prevent that from happening? Remember, your bid, what you're paying in the ecosystem is your budget and your estimated action rate. If you're getting a bid, if you're getting a cost that is good for you and you throw more money at it, you're going to see a worse result. That's the way the system works because you're trying to say, I've got outlier strong performers. Let me go after what I can rely on and then break it. And if you go after what you rely on and go after what's working and you spend more money and then it gets less efficient, what you are doing is you are limiting your upside by basically going after what isn't broken and trying to fix it. And that will fundamentally destroy. It. And that's honestly, I see that being done month after month, year after year. And the same types of people are saying the same thing and they're still struggling with the same problems they had three, four, five years ago because they're ignoring the core tenets of how Facebook actually works. So let me show you how Facebook actually works. 
you have a large data set with, and it's effectively a scatter plot with points all around here, high cost ones and low cost ones. Now with a mistake many people make is they say, well, here's low cost ones. How do I invest more and more here? How do I break what's working so that I can complain about a lack of stability and success? That's not how you work. Facebook. That might be how you work other platforms, but remember, Facebook isn't Google. That's why we're not using interest groups. That's why, you know, we're not targeting off of highly constructed retargeting audiences and, and huge customer journeys where we're basically making a big effort to try to keep Facebook as dumb as possible so that we feel good. We're not doing any of that because, you know, actual success is what's important to what we're trying to do. So, what we're going to do is we're going to remove the bad choices. So we're going to go around and say, what is actually the biggest liability? What are the things that we cannot count on? What are the things that are these high data points? Let's reduce our average by removing the pieces that are above it. Take the pieces that are the worst performers, remove them. Let's remove bad choices until the only good choices the only choices we have left are good ones. And it's going to take a process, but if we can focus in on removing bad choices, you're going to get more and more efficient over time. And remember, Facebook's number one goal is to deliver you consistent results. And if you haven't seen consistent results, it's probably because you've been prioritizing on breaking the things that work instead of ignoring and removing the things that are a liability. Why keep things that are a liability to your success in play while also destroying the things that are doing well for you. That doesn't make any sense, but that's what most people do because that's the advice from most experts and from most ad agencies that have ignored most of what they've been told for years now. So when we go in and we remove bad choices, what we're doing is remember there's this giant scatter plot, right? Of a whole bunch of uh, costs, high expensive ones and low cost ones. And if you're an ad agency, you've been seeing this deck since 2014. And if you've been ignoring it, shame on you. And I'm here to try to help. So if you take out the higher cost ones, the median average cost is going to go down a bit. So let's say for instance, and I use this a lot and it's definitely inside the course and I highly recommend you check that out, but let's give him a very simple answer. If you have, let's say five ads, one that's coming in at 30 bucks, one is at 25, one's at 20, one's at 15, one's at 10. Let's say you have five ads. And for the purpose of this conversation, let's say there's an even distribution. So you're average, you're getting the same amount of spend around all of one of those things. So you're coming at a net average of 20. Now, the wrong way of thinking is saying, well, how do I spend as much money as possible at that 10? Because what's gonna happen? You spend more money there and that 10 goes to a 15 or a 20 because you're spending more money because you're raising the average cost of your best player. And what happens when you raise the average cost of your best player? You no longer have the low ones, so your average cost goes up. That just makes sense. And you're gonna say, well, you're spending more money at something that's better. Yeah, it's not gonna stay better if you're spending more money against it because it's going to get worse because you're spending more money against it. That's how the bid works. You've already been explained how this functions, so don't try to break things by ignoring how the bid in the ecosystem works. Now, if you wanna improve your ad account, here's a simpler way of doing something that you can control, which is also very important, and something that is high confidence, which is also really important, and something that is stable and projectable in the outcome. That also does scale the budget to the good winners. Here's what you do. You turn off the $30 ad. Now, your ad set that was running at 20 bucks drops in cost 
because you've removed the highest cost piece. So your average goes down because you're removing the worst thing, right? It's like when you're trying to, when teachers are grading on a curve, if you just eliminate the biggest thing and then you raise everybody else's score, like it's the same type of functionality. If you have a whole bunch of data points and then you just get rid of the worst 10% of things, you're going to get better. It just happens like that. And because you're not forcing your spend to the absolute best pieces, you're, reallocate, you're letting the system reallocate those budgets to where it sees more opportunity for the pieces that you do have. So you're mitigating the and diversifying the impact of an increase in budget across a place where you have the opportunity. And it might not all go to the best one. But you're also not breaking the thing that works. You're letting the system figure it out. And maybe you don't get a completely linear improvement. But you're probably going to do better. And if you can probably do better in a way that works probably all the time, in a thing that's really fucking simple to do over and over again with super high confidence that makes the, simple, the system easier and easier, well, why would you set yourself up for a set of problems that ignores that in a, way, in a lesson that we've been taught for years? Second point is simplicity. Just like we're talking about removing bad choices, something else that people fundamentally don't understand is Facebook is really, really good at delivering consistent results. Now, here's the thing. If success is defined differently for different things, how is Facebook supposed to know that? Do you think Facebook knows that your retargeting goal is different than your prospecting goal? Do you think Facebook knows that this product is, has this level of importance and this product has that level of importance, but they all have the purchase objective? No. Facebook is seeing net result cost X. Let's try to do more of that. So if you're selling a $100 product and a $10 product, or if you have a retargeting campaign that's maxed the fuck out and then some prospecting thing that can't see any good results and you're keeping Facebook dumb because you want to be more of a reactionary investment banker that like is really focusing on trying to get lucky in a way that's ultimately not scalable because remember, retargeting doesn't grow linearly with your prospecting spend. So you're hitting, you're setting yourself up for a law of diminishing returns and an ability to build an ad account that cannot scale that gets more and more unstable the more and more you throw at it and ultimately has depreciating returns in a way that fundamentally limits your upside. Instead, remove the things that are a liability to that success. Remove the things that are unstable. Remove the things that, that you know, make things confusing. Do you really need to be selling three products? Do you really need to be supporting four or five different business objectives? Let me tell you, if you're spending less than like ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars a day, you don't need to be selling more than one thing. Maybe you've got your entire ad account selling one product with DPA on the bottom just to kind of clear things up. And maybe you're paying attention, you're trying that DPA also on broad just to see if that works for you. And it might. Because now your entire business is built around doing one thing well. Because you've decided to pay attention to how every other business that succeeds in the world runs their thing. Very, very few people succeed at the general store concept of a thousand SKUs. And if you were to try to take your business and sell it to like Deloitte or get up an SPAC and you've got 10 SKUs or a hundred or a thousand, you're probably going to get laughed out of the room. Whereas if you're Nike and you have the Jordans or you've got the Big Mac or you've got Coca-Cola, the red bottle, you're going to be able to succeed. You're building brand identity and people can find the best fit for them. But honestly, why not focus your entire ad account at trying to get one thing done well? Why make it more complicated? Does that actually bring you incremental revenue to make the system dumber? Does it make it better for you to confuse a machine learning platform that you are spending a lot of money teaching what to do 
but you're also preventing it from having the ability of understanding what success looks like. So do you need to have be selling multiple things? Do you really need retargeting? Because remember, Facebook is retargeting already. There's a fundamental misunderstanding when people say, well, I'm, you can't just rely all on prospecting. What if somebody needs to be touched a second time? Well, Facebook's already doing that for you. And if you don't exclude that audience from it and you just let that full funnel thing see everybody inside the journey, Facebook's going to find the right sales pitch to match each individual person. And sometimes the, the ad that works really well in retargeting for one person is going to be the best thing for prospecting for somebody else. If Facebook make that determination based off of that user's behavior and you don't get in the way of the machine learning platform that is one of the smartest machines ever looking at trillions of data coins from billions of users across millions of websites 24 hours a day in real time. If you think you're smarter than that, then you're probably going to be setting yourself up for failure because the honest answer is you're not. So that's a choice that you're making. What type of problems do you want to be solving for? Also, if you have a really good retargeting ecosystem and then you change up the ads at the top of the funnel, don't you think that's going to affect what works in retargeting? So if the retargeting is optimized for the first sales pitch and then you change the top of the sales pitch because you're doing creative testing, then you see your retargeting suffer because now you're overcoming an objection that may or may not occur. So then you have to adjust your retargeting and then your landing page has to change. And now you're making multiple decisions and testing multiple things, all of which diversifying your spend. So you have low and lower confidence around each individual decision and all of those becoming more and more complicated. So you're building up this wildly complex system that costs you a ton of money and a ton of time to give you a low confidence result that ultimately is a liability to your success. Why are you doing that? That makes no fucking sense. Like if you play it out, in the real world, if you actually lay it out on a sheet of paper what you're doing, it's terrible, terrible for business. Why try to do that when you could have something that's simple with a very clear objective? If your objective is to lower your cost per acquisition, why have anything that gets in the way of that? Why not give the system the most amount of choices to accomplish that goal and then remove the bad choices? And then ultimately we get down to the last thing. Well, what happens when you have winners? Well, people make the mistake constantly. I get hit up all the time. I'm like, well, this thing was working for three or four days. So I tried to spend as much money as possible on it and it broke. Like, yeah, because three or four days is not a winner. Do you need more winners? I see this all the time. People are like, well, I got a winner. So I took it out of creative testing to find stuff. Why? Why? Was your ad account not getting better every week? Why did you move that out of creative testing? Did, does, does creative testing, is, do you have a requirement that says you need to have five winners every week, every month, every year? Well, like, what's the point? What you need is greater efficiency week over week. You need stability. You need Facebook to come down to as few moving parts as possible so you can properly implement fifth grade science class principles to actually run your business because it's not more complicated than that. So... Don't escalate a winner. Don't, don't declare something as, as kick ass when you haven't even seen it struggle yet. And if it's doing really well, why not give it more resources? If it presents the situation of like, I'm beating my target efficiency by 20%, throw some budget on it. Because remember, just like retargeting doesn't grow linearly with retargeting, uh, with, with prospecting, the cost, the impact of budget on your bid also does not grow linearly. So if your target cost is 50 and you're coming in at a 45, which is 10% better, you can increase your budget by 10% and it's not going to go all the way up to 50 because you're probably going to get at least one more set. So now you're building yourself headroom to scale your ad account. So if you're doing better and better and something is really working, why not just lean into that? Why disrupt that in a way that fits some you know, 
architecture that has nothing to do with success. So the best way to optimize your ad account is number one, focus on removing bad choices so that you have better and better choices to make constantly. Number two, simplify by getting rid of all of the things that get in the way of you making the number one most important key uh, performance indicator better. And don't declare winners before you have any confidence in their actual long-term success. And don't do anything with those other than invest where it's doing well for you until that's what you absolutely need to do. Like if you've hit the max amount of efficiency and spend with something and your biggest liability is you need a second ad so you can get to the next $500 or $1,000 a day incremental spend because that next ad's going to reach a different type of customer. Well, then you can try to solve for that problem. And maybe that's not even removing that ad. Maybe that's just starting a new creative test so you can have two or three pillars to build your entire ad account on. Basically, the way that you optimize your account is by building in all of these things. And the number one issue I see with most ad accounts that I take a look at is they're still trying to run Facebook like it's Google. They're still following the expert's way of doing things. And those experts don't, on almost every situation that I look at, they don't understand how the platform works. They're still trying to implement best practices for something that is a different medium, with a different algorithm, with different business objectives. Like why Google best practices don't work on Facebook are really three reasons. Number one, Google has no control over the customer journey from device to device, platform to platform. No control. Because Google isn't an environment. It's a resource you go to. Facebook is an environment. They own multiple platforms and they'll see Facebook experience on multiple devices. Second part of that is Google's number one objective is to get you off of Google as fast as possible. So when you go to a Google search result, their number one objective of shopping is to get you off of Google onto the site as quickly as possible. They prioritize people leaving Google as fast as possible. That's their objective. Facebook's objective is to keep people on the platform for as long as possible. So even how the platform itself is designed to function as two extraordinarily different business objectives, why the fuck do you think that the strategy that works for one would work for the other one? It makes no sense. Lastly, the way that these platforms are able to deliver a result are very, very different. So remember that Facebook's goal is to find a user, the content that keeps them on a platform so that they can control that customer journey across multiple platforms and devices to sell that attention to somebody for profit. Google's objective is to get people to pay as much as possible for a click that also gets them off the platform as fast as possible. So that's why if you're using Google practices on Facebook, it means you fundamentally do not understand what your job is. And that is the biggest liability. And anytime I see people trying to teach people how to use Facebook and they're solving for more and more problems that ignore the core tenets of lessons that have been taught for years. The case studies around this, the structure to scale, the build to break things, the, the power five, all this stuff that I was working on for years that's been taught to all these agencies, that's been taught to all these gurus and experts from their Facebook reps for years now. We're not talking like, well, sorry, last year. No, we're talking like 2017, 2016, 2018. When a lot of these people just started out, they should have been taught that. But they're teaching people the wrong thing. And those people are then teaching other people the wrong thing. So you have generation after generation of people that were underpaid, poorly trained. They're taught the wrong things to prioritize. And as a result, 
you have an entire industry built around basically solving a problem that is a strategic and intelligence issue with hard work and lack of integrity and data. That's the fundamental issue. That's how you optimize an ad account. Once again, my name is Charlie. I hope you liked it. If you did, I forgot to do this on the last video, but you can you can sub there and then there's another video maybe you want to check out. And um, if you don't, hey, cool. At least you made it this far and uh, let me know if there's anything I can do.